welcome to the Carmen Murray Show, where we have conversations about 21st century business and culture. The entrepreneurial journey is one of the toughest, loneliest, and most tumultuous of all. Together, we'll explore how successful entrepreneurs have overcome similar obstacles. The recipe to success is to work on your business, not just in your business. Plan for success. And now, from the Solid Gold Studios, let's stand on the shoulders of giants to see further. Hey, 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 Future Fit Tribe, welcome to another episode on the Carmen Murray Show. And I am gifting you today with my business coach, Vanda Harris. Welcome. Thank you, Carmen. It's so exciting to be here. I'm so <laughs> excited. So um, I just want to give you guys some context. So Vanda and I actually met when she was the CMO for Virgin Money. As a client, I was petrified of her. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> and uh, and and then, um, yeah, she started the Life Architect and she's now a business coach and she helps many, many um, entrepreneurs through their journeys. And she has been part of my journey. And I must tell you, it's life-changing. And I think I'm at the point where I it's having that soundboard and that structure and somebody that can really guide you, but also understand your industry very well, which is um, really amazing gift. So um, I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs of, out there. So I think the important thing is for us to maybe unpack the importance of business coaching and so forth. So tell me a little bit more about the life architect. Mm. So I am uh, the life architect and I'm a fairly new business um, I've been coaching for many, many years, but more in the corporate space, recently stepping out on my own. Uh, and it's been phenomenal, I must say. My focus is on helping women entrepreneurs specifically. And I like to call myself kind of a combination between a coach and a consultant, because pure coaching, if you know much about coaching, is really just about asking questions, not really giving advice, mm. where I do a little bit of both. So I'm good at asking questions and drawing it out of people. But because of my background, I feel I can also give really sound advice, specifically when it comes to marketing, communications, building brands. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm all about. I'm, I love helping women entrepreneurs. I've got lots of different clients in many different um, types of industries. So anything from designers to um, I've got a film production company that I work with, uh, a boutique owner. So lots of different mm. industries. Not really about the industry. It's more about the entrepreneur and being able to help them grow their business 100 percent. yeah and i think what, what really resonates with me is like so the the problem that i had was i have a podcast that's um doing well and then i have my personal brand that's doing well and then i have my business that needs to get to the it needs to leapfrog now and it's like trying to get the proposition right also to remove the confusion for people out there and at the same time is, you know, to stop start think, thinking bigger and having a soundboard and having somebody that puts pressure on you. I mean, you that, that was my ultimatum. Like, if you're going to work with me, you're going to have to put pressure on me because I'm a free spirit. And um, so what I think is, what is, why do you think business coaching is so important for young entrepreneurs or for any type of entrepreneur? Mm. I think coaching is important in general just because it's an impartial party who's going to have your best interests at heart. It's all about you and your journey. 
So often friends and family members or other people you may meet in business have their own agendas or they may have different experiences to you. So I think it's important that you have somebody who's completely impartial and can guide you on your way. It's also really good to have that, um, we call it the clarity of distance. So you're not involved in that relationship. You have the ability to be removed from it. And so you're able to see things a lot clearer and able to point out to your clients things they may not know about themselves or things they may not have thought about for their business specifically. So I think it's a really... Yeah, it's a really good relationship. I have a coach myself. I've had a coach often on my entire career, which is about 30 years worth. So (laughs) many, many years on my journey. Um, And I've always found when I'm trying to make a critical decision, Mm. so like trying to get a promotion or trying to work towards a specific um, position when I was in corporate, I found it very useful to have a coach because they are a great sounding board mm. and they're able just to give you that um, that perspective that maybe you don't have. Mm. And I mean, you and I have also gone through that where I had to make some critical decisions and those critical decisions sometimes, you, I mean, there's no way that you can think with clarity. You sometimes know the answer. You just need somebody to to navigate the why, the why, the why, and, and how does it feel? Let's unpack this thing properly. And I do think what happens is, especially entrepreneurs, we are very multi-talented. So what happens is I work with a lot of creative people because I think as creative people, you have lots of ideas. There's always something on the go. You're a great example. Um, So your head's always busy with new ideas. But sometimes that holds you back from being a bit more focused and single-minded and really trying to do one thing really great first before you move on to the next thing. So I think that's also a benefit of the coaching process. It helps you to really focus, have a plan, keep you in forward motion and have someone to be accountable to. You know, we're human. It's easy to say, oh, I'm going to do something and then something else happens and you lose track and yeah, it's just to have that accountability, I think is so very, very important. Yeah, no, no true. And my, my husband even said to me, no, Lavanda, I can see a difference. But I think something, that, what I really like about you is also teaching morning routines, which I think for me, because I'm, I'm not very good with routine and I need a proper routine. And I, since I've applied that, it's really been life-changing. As a creative person or an entrepreneur, because entrepreneurs, let's face it, I think we're all creative in some way, shape or form. I think it's difficult for them to have some sense of organization and some sense of routine in their life. So I'm a firm believer, and I know I'm not the only one, in having a really good daily morning routine. Because I believe if you can start the day off in a really positive way and set the scene and really start your day off powerfully, it can it can really set, you know, the, the kind of pace for your day. And I think that you, I'm sure you've seen the benefits already. Mm. It just puts you in that very centered mind space. It just makes sure that you're starting your day off right. And even if after the first hour of your day, things go awry, you've at least started with the best intention. And um, generally speaking, that will set you up for success. Are there different types of business coaches? Um, I would say yes. So I think... What I've been, the thing I was grappling with when I initially started is that there are lots of different coaches out there, lots of business coaches, lots of lots of life coaches. In fact, everyone these days calls themselves a coach. Mm. And as I said, coaching is a very specific technique and coaching does not mean giving advice or mentoring or any of that. But I think lots of people are calling themselves coaches and doing a bit like what I do, some consulting, some mentoring, some teaching, just sharing. 
which is fine. Um, but I think it's also important to know where your strengths are. So my strengths are definitely brand building, marketing, communication. That's my background for many, many years. Uh, and so that's where I've decided to niche. I really want to help people who want to either establish a personal brand or a business brand with a solid marketing strategy to grow their business. So that's really where my focus is. Um, and I think it helps to niche. You know, that's part of what I teach my clients as well. You don't want to be everything to everyone. In fact, the best compliment you can get is when someone says, you're actually not for me. You know, that means you've got a very clear brand and you stand for very specific things. And people can go, no, actually, you know, mm. it's not going to work. You're not for me. Never looked at it that way. Well, that's true. Yeah. With regards to ethical behavior, because I mean, there's a lot of coaches out there proclaiming to be coaches that don't, don't conduct themselves in a professional way. Um, I think, I mean, I was the other day, I was at a, a seminar and this uh, person was using an example of one of the people that she's a life coach to and their story. And I just feel you can't tell other people's stories, um, especially not in the public domain, not ever actually, uh, is there it? How, how is there like a, a, a ethical board that people yeah. belong to? How, how do you how do you know that you're signing up with the right person? Yeah. So, look, there are there a couple of um, councils that are um, that pass accreditation. So there's the International Coaches Federation, which I think is probably the most well known one. Um, but I, I think it's even more than that because I don't think you necessarily have to have a qualification or an accreditation to be able to teach people something or to be able to be a mentor or share with people or coach people. Uh, what I do believe, though, is there has to be a level of integrity. So you also have to remember you're dealing with people's lives. And from a confidentiality point of view, I see it very much as being a doctor. My clients' details are completely confidential. I may use an example of something a client has faced as a challenge if I'm trying to explain something or demonstrate something. I would never mention a name. I would never discuss a client with a friend or with another client. It's just, that to me is just about integrity. Um, and I guess that's why my clients trust me so much and and. For me, the, the coaching journey also, whether you're a business coach or not, the coaching journey is multifaceted. It becomes more than just about solving mm. a business problem or building a brand. Mm. As you go on that journey as an entrepreneur, you start tapping into the emotional stuff because things co start coming up. You know, what's holding you back from attracting the abundance and getting the money into your life? What's holding you back from getting new clients? There could be limiting beliefs that you've carried for years with you that you haven't really thought about or unpacked. So it's very much an emotional journey alongside that business or brand journey as well. A question I always have, especially with somebody that, that advises, um, you know, into life, obviously a lot of people also have mentors and, and so forth, but at the same time is, is it a dangerous thing to become a friend with a coach, like become having a friendship? Because can you still be objective with a friend. Funnily enough, I think what happens, and maybe it's a little bit like, I know they say it happens with doctors and stuff or psychologists as well, <laughs> where you get quite close to, the pa the patient gets quite close to the doctor and they start seeing them as more than just that yeah. kind of, what's the word, kind of medical presence. For me, I think that the coach and coachee relationship is an interesting and a dynamic one. I think as a coach, you know when it's starting to cross a line. 
So if you are becoming friendlier with a client and your own agendas and filters start coming into play, because that's what happens, let's face it, when it's someone you care about and you know really well, you'll start forming your own opinions about them and giving them advice, which coaches shouldn't be doing at all. The, the benefit of coaching is that it can be completely objective. So I think you need to be, you need to really do some soul searching um, from yourself as a coach to go, have I crossed that line? And if I have, then we should stop the, the coach relationship. And you can always refer that person to another coach um, if you feel like your your personal relationship starting to get in the way. Mm. And I do, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think it's a it's a really interesting question though because that is it happens it definitely yeah. happens you know you spend a lot of time with somebody when you're when you're coaching um, and friendships can form mm. but I think it, again I think it's just about your own integrity and mm. staying true to that mm. and I mean like just between um, our relationship like um, I feel that I can have a conversation with you over a glass of wine but I also feel that. Um, I don't involve, I don't bring you over for, for weekends. Let's have a sleepover. Like, um, yeah. let's go for lunch every week or whatever. I think there's a, there's a very important distance that needs to be, because I need you so much in my life that I need you to be objective, but that you don't, don't buy into my crap. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I think that's very insightful. I really do. Because I think that, yeah, that's when things can start to go wrong. But, but I, I would say the coach has to be feel that, you know, mm. needs to be very aware of it. And that's the other thing as a coach, you know, I mean, I think certainly speaking for myself, I'm constantly trying to grow and develop and learn new things about myself. Um, and so I do do a lot of work on myself because I want to bring the best version of me to my clients. That's the way they're going to get the best results, which is what I'm all about. I want my clients to get fantastic results. Mm. That's what I'm here for. It's mm. it's not about me. It's about them. So I think it's very important that you're always aware of where you're at, and you're very aware of yourself and your own, you know, your own weaknesses and your own personality. And so you need to do work on yourself as well. No, for sure. Yeah, it's tough. Business has been tough out there. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really a hard a hard journey. And there's so many people that say, you know, I haven't, I can't pay my staff. I'm in a position I don't know what to do. I can't afford a business coach. Um, you know, they go on YouTube, go and get some advice from from people, but it's not bespoke to to them. What would what what would you say to them? So I would never ever tell somebody, and definitely not an entrepreneur, that they couldn't do it on their own. Because I think you can. I think where there's a will, there's a way. And there's lots of information out there. It's an amazing point in time that we're at. Anyone can start a business. It's so fantastic. There's so much resource available. So I would never say to someone, you can't do it on your own, because I believe you can. However, what I would say is if you can and you have, you can afford to it, and it's not even just an affordability thing, it's about thinking about investing in yourself and your business and your future, then I would say if you possibly can, it just helps because it helps fast track it in some way as well. So mm. you might get there on your own eventually. But working with somebody who's been through it, who's seen it with numerous other clients in different ways, shapes, and forms, and has that experience, can just help you get to where you want to go faster, which will save you money ultimately. And I think if you're thinking about it as an investment in yourself and in your business, you know, you need to look at the return on investment. 
So mm. you're paying for a coach monthly, but you know what? That person's helped you increase your client base or your sales by 20%. Or, mm. So you've got to think about what the return on investment is going to be. 100%. And uh, the the other thing that I, I really want to get into as well is this whole thing about personal branding. Because, you know, when you start your your own entrepreneurial journey, I am one of the firm believers that you have to build a personal brand. Because if people don't, it, you can start a business, but if they don't know who you are, you don't have any credibility with them. That's why mm. I do podcasts. That's why I um, I I do a lot of public speaking. It's important, mm. but there comes a point where it becomes scattered, mm-hmm. which is the point where I came to you. Mm-hmm. So, why do you think personal branding? Do you think personal branding is important? Mm. So. Personal branding is quite an interesting one, and it seems to have become very popular in the last few years as well. I think because of the whole explosion in the digital space where there are a lot of bloggers, vloggers, um, influencers, and those people are all about their individual brand, right? So I think it's become more and more about that. I would always say to a client, just think carefully about, do you want to become a personal brand? So it's all about you. Or do you want to grow a business which can expand across many different things but can also start employing people so that you can also at some point remove yourself? Otherwise, you're always going to be attached to that business. So I think there's a balance. I think for different people, different things work. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. I think there's lots of things you need to consider when you're thinking about it. So for example... I mean, in my mind, personal branding is not just about being an entrepreneur. Yes, it could be about me as an individual Vanda. I want to be an entrepreneur, so I'm going to brand myself as Vanda Harry's Coaching, for example. Or it could just be that I am, and everyone's a personal brand, let's face it, whether you like to think so or not, mm. you all, you, everyone has their own brand image, people um, know you for something, so you're already building your brand whether you know it or not. And I think that you can either have that personal brand or you can go, I'm not going to be an entrepreneur, but I still want to build my brand because I want my career to go to that next level. So, for example, as an entrepreneur, you would market yourself to try and get clients. As just Joe on the street and you want to build your career, you're going to market yourself to prospective businesses where you want to work. So if you want to work at a big reputable bank, then put that on your radar and you start marketing yourself to those people. You find out who the influencers are in that business. You start making sure you're visible. You start writing articles that are relevant to what your industry is. So there are ways you can build your personal brand, even if you're not an entrepreneur. So yeah, I think uh, personal branding is a really interesting space. Um, I think if you want to build a bigger business, and this is kind of where I'm at, I don't want to be selling my hours forever. I want to get to a point where I have some kind of semi-passive income. So for me, it's about how do I build my business in the way that allows me more freedom and that maybe even I can bring in other resources, so other coaches that could work with me. And then it becomes tricky because if it's a personal brand, you buy into that individual, into the way they do things. I'm sure you've had the experience with a hairdresser or a beautician. Yes. And it's just the most awful thing to have to think about changing. 
So there are lots of considerations. I just I don't think there's a right or a wrong way. Bottom line, yeah. I think it depends on the individual and where and where they see their the vision for their business or their life. Yeah, I think also the the important thing um, for 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 people is also, you know, this is my my approach is obviously very different because I'm a very authentic person. So what you see is what you get. Um, and as I <laughs> change my mind about something, then I do, and and I speak my mind, and sometimes it can get me into trouble, <laughs> which um, we we always talk about. But the the important thing is 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 building a brand that people can relate to being you, mm-hmm. because I I think that there's a lot of people building these these personal mm-hmm. brands that are just so corporatey, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what is this all about? Like, who are you? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an important point. It is about authenticity. And I think we've moved away, and certainly in the most recent future, away from these beautiful stylized and um, perfect Instagram and Facebook feeds where you know it's not real. And the move has been very much towards just warts and all, you know, show Mm. up without your hair done, do a live, train and share with people, give people value without worrying what you look like. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. That's what people buy into. They buy into your personal story. That's part of what makes you your brand. It's your own personal story. So show yourself, you know, be real, be um, raw, talk about the bad things as well as the good things. That's what people want to see. I think it's really, really important. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be a level of some kind of, I don't want to call it professionalism, but you don't want to be out there if you're suicidal, talking about all sorts of things that are like, you know, like really hectic stuff. But at the same time, I think it is important for people to know you're a real well-rounded person. And you do have days where you just want to sit on the floor and cry. We all Mm. do. Mm. So the authenticity piece, I think, is key. So the interesting thing is, I think when you're not authentic, people will eventually see through it. You know, we we know when somebody is telling you something that is real or whether they're making it up. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the authenticity piece is really, really important. Yeah, and especially the times that we, we live in. I think that, you know, there's such a – in the connected world where you always have a mobile phone and you're so disconnected from human beings, all we want is realness. We, yeah. we, we really desire that. Yeah. And um, I think it's so important – if I if I think of a beauty salon owner or I think of a moms and pop shop, uh, shop, do you think that they need to build a personal brand? I think they could. Um, I think they could. I think when it's a product or you – so selling a product is a little bit different to selling a service because I think when it's a service, it is more about the person that you're mm. buying that service from. But then again, I mean, there's some amazing people who have built product brands on themselves. I just always think of this woman. Um, she used to do that makeover show with um, Trini and Susanna or whatever, makeover show in the UK. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, and what, what Not to Wear. What Not to Wear. Yes, and yes, now yes. she's started her own makeup range. It's called Trini London. And it's, yeah, this amazing makeup that stacks because she realized that she wants everything in one place. And she's phenomenal. She does such a good job on on social media. And she's built her brand around herself. Um, and it's a, it's a product. It's all available online, though. So it's not a physical store as such. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think there, there are many success stories of stores that have built, I'm trying to think of a specific one, of a store that's built around that person's brand. Can't think of one offhand. 
I do I do kind of think that it is important I think as as a personal brand like say for example I'm just thinking because I work I've worked with a lot of beauticians in the past is you you have to sell products and services but there's also maybe hacks and tricks that you can share with people like how an evening routine it doesn't need to be about a specific product but it's maybe just the importance of what the routine needs to be yeah. Um, and, and just really guiding people and sometimes give away like, um, you know, a hack, like use vas- Vaseline to remove makeup. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be all about your products because I think that also shows authenticity and it's something that you can do beyond your brand because that might grow into mm. something else. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer in giving people value. You know, I, I guess that's why I do a lot of live training myself on my platforms. Um, I like to share knowledge freely. I like to, yeah, connect with other female entrepreneurs who are on a similar journey and just share ideas because I think it is about giving first. You Mm -hmm. know, it's about, and that helps build not just your credibility, but it also helps build a real relationship with somebody. Um, you know, there's there's so many views on on marketing and just getting followers, for example, versus. And I love Jasmine Starr; she's phenomenal um, from an Instagram point point of view. She always talks about, and she does. She built that business literally brick by brick. Mm. Um, and she talks about just go and connect, really connect with people, people that you see as maybe being your clients in the future, but just connect with them one on one. Don't just get, you don't just want any old followers. You want the people you want to work with that you know you can add value to their lives and that you're going to make a real difference. So rather go and follow some people and really look at their posts, look at their likes, um, their lives, sorry, and really get a feeling for who they are and what's important to them and be genuine about what you're doing because that's also authenticity. You know, it's also about having that real connection to people you want to work with. So I think there's that. And that actually also leads me on to you don't build a brand or a business overnight. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. Mm. It's a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And I think people are always looking for shortcuts. It's human nature. We want to do things faster and now and we don't want to wait. But I think if you're going to build a long-lasting, sustainable business or brand, you have to do it properly. You have to have the foundations in place. You have to really be adding value to your customers' lives, you know. It's got to be, yeah, very much about serving. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's the way to go. I totally agree with you. I remember <laughs> our first day because, like, so just before that, um, I I believe when I'm going to open my business, I am going to be booming. I'm going to make so much money, which was the wrong um, why. <laughs> I had part my why, of the why wrong. That could be part of the why. Yeah, <laughs> it is a result that I desperately needed. But I think what uh, what I eventually realized is that I don't want to be constrained. And I want to be of service to people. And I want to make the world a better place than I found, than I found it in. And you know, be the change that I want to see in the world. So the thing is, is incorporating that in your values and Mm. incorporating that into your brand, into everything that you do, you start thinking very differently about it. And I think this is where a lot of businesses go wrong. Um, And I I experienced it in in the beginning of my journey. It's like, I, I really didn't figure that one out. I adjusted, but maybe a little bit too late, but it's good. Yeah. I did it. Yeah, you learn. And I think... I also think not everybody is prepared to do what it takes. 
Not yeah. everyone is. Let's face it. I watched a masterclass this weekend. Um, it was Sarah Blakely, the woman who started Spanx. I love yeah. Let me tell you, that woman, there was no way that brand was going to fail. She didn't just sell it into, I think Neiman Marcus was her first um, big store. She didn't just sell it into them. She was in their stores every weekend. She was getting her friends, her family, everyone she knew to come and buy. She was going to make those first few stores such a success in terms of sales that that set her brand up for success. It was her. She literally, she knocked on doors. She went and sold herself on the shop floor. She didn't just leave it to them. They agreed mm. to take X amount of units and she could have just left it at that and gone, great, let's just see what kind of result we get. She didn't. She made sure that those sales went through the ceiling. And by doing that, not just did she prove her, her brand or her product, she got to know her customers better than anybody ever will because she was talking to them about her product. She was listening to what they were saying about what worries them, what their challenges are, what their pain points are. If you can get that close to your customers, you're going to win mm. because it's about solving real problems. Yeah, It's not just going, okay, well, we've got this amazing product now. Who can we kind of force it on or make it fit with? 100%. And I think also, um, you know, many times when you start a business, you, you go in with a specific problem that's there and then a problem shifts. And you need to be agile and you need to recognize that shift the, the moment it happens. And many of us are so fixated with the idea rather than fixated with the problem. And I think that's where a lot of businesses yeah. fail. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely agree with that. And be, that being agile thing as well, don't underestimate it. You know, if you're in tune with your clients and your market, you've got to be able to yeah, adapt and change and do a complete turnaround if you need to. But yeah, I think, and maybe also with the world becoming more and more online and digital, it almost feels like we're more and more removed from real people. But it's to find ways of connecting with those people online that you get a better understanding of who they are and where they're at. Um, and that's why things like um, Facebook groups can work exceptionally well. It's a safe space for people to come into a group with like-minded people and discuss real-life issues um, and get advice and ideas. And so I think there's some really nice stuff happening in the digital world. But I think I can't stress enough, and it really did bring it back to me listening to, to Sarah Blakely, is that it's all about customer. It's literally all about customer at the end of the day. Totally. She saw a, she saw a gap. She saw a problem. She fixed it, and then she just listened. Mm. And it, uh, the Reese Witherspoon, um, she also did, did an interview with her, and I, I absolutely love it because it's all about women empowerment. Yeah, and she was just also talking about, you know, how relentless she was and how she was prepared to make anything happen, um, no matter what, what's at stake. Yeah, and I and I think that's a big, big thing. You know, what are you prepared to? every single day for the next however many years it takes, be there day in and day out, knocking on doors. Because we all know entrepreneurship is about marketing and selling at the end of the day. Um, and to be able to build and grow your business, you have to be relentless. Relentless is a great word. Mm. It's tenacity. It's sheer tenacity. It's going on those days where you don't feel like getting out of bed or you feel like doing something that's so far removed from going to your desk. It's <laughs> <laughs> thinking about what is it that I'm trying to achieve and having such a strong connection to that that it drives you every single day. 
Um, and that can't be underestimated. It's not for everybody. It's really not. Yeah, no, true. So we've now come to the end of the, the show and I wish we could, we could go on forever. What book are you currently reading and why would you recommend somebody reads it? Um, I'm actually, so I always have, <laughs> interesting, <laughs> I always have a couple of books on the go. I'm not one that can read <laughs> one at a time because I like skipping around a bit. I'm visiting, a, I'm revisiting a very old book called The Science of Getting Rich. It was part of, did you ever see the movie called The Secret? Yes, yes, yes. So they, so they actually refer to it in there. It was written many, 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 many moons wow. ago. And it's actually an ebook. I'll send it to you. I'm rereading that at the moment. Um, I'm reading an autobiography, and I just her name's just completely escaped me. And then I'm reading a book called um, Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck. So those are probably the the main ones at the moment. You know what's another great book is Growth IQ. Oh, yeah, I started reading, and I can't remember who the author is. Oh, I must look that one up. Oh my goodness, it is like. <gasps> Super excited that I started um, reading it. Good. Okay, so in tradition, we play a game. And you oh need to goodness. you need to answer. <laughs> you see, you push me out of my comfort zone all the time. Now so you're going to push it's me. your turn, girl. <laughs> revenge, oh. revenge. <laughs> okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to shout out a few things and then you have to name three of it. So it could be entertainment, category, history, etc. So Barry Hilton will explain it, but you have to give me the opposite answer. Right. <laughs> Hello, my cousins. It's Barry Hilton here, and welcome to the Carmen Murray Show. Have I got something lacquer to show you? I've got a game that I've invented called Smart Ask. Yes, can you be a smart ask? I'm sure you can. Most of us are smart askers, but this game, it's quite simple. It's split up into six categories. There's nine cards on each category. Every card has six questions. The dealer chooses the question. And all you have to do is answer three questions correctly to win the game. Is that easy? Uh, well, all of the answers are in multiples of three. So let's get ready to play the game. On your marks, get it. Go. African Kings. Oh, wow. Um, Beyonce, Will Smith. I uh, uh, can't think of another one. Gerard Depardieu. Okay, <laughs> countries and equator. Um, the Atlantic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, and the Pacific Ocean. Former French colonies. Um, Trump, uh, Bush, and Obama. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac songs. Golly gosh. Um, <laughs> hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Tom Cruise films. Um, 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 yellow, red, blue. <laughs> okay, Jane Austen novels. Uh, the unbearable lightness of being. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I can't think of another two. Um, Opposites. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, oh! You did good. You did well. You know, your brain doesn't work that way. It's so I amazing. Know. It just, the minute you say something, your brain, it's like, don't think of a pink elephant. Where did your brain go? <laughs> pink pink elephant. elephant. I know. <laughs> like I actually discovered you can actually have a lot more fun because the reason, you see, I had a problem here. So when I was reading out these things, these cards, I wasn't sure on some of these things whether they were giving me the right answer. Oh. So, <laughs> so I had to solve that problem. Okay. And ask for the opposite. So uh, I knew. But sometimes also, like, 
but you actually did give the right answer there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, this was awesome. And um, how can people get hold of you? So I can be reached on my website. So it's the-life-architect.com or on Instagram at the.life.architect or on Facebook at life, the Life Architect ZA. Fantastic. And also we'll have that information in the show notes below. So just click on it or you can just email hello at carmenmurray.com and then we'll send you all, all the information. Okay. Thanks, Carmen. Thank You're you welcome. so, so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. It was awesome. And so, so, so excited. I can't wait for next year. 2020. Me too. You're going <laughs> to knock them dead. <laughs> anyway, cheers, guys. You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another solid gold podcast. Please take a moment to rate and share this episode with friends and colleagues who love customer experience and marketing just as much as you do. To connect with Carmen, visit CarmenMurray.com, where you will find links to her business services, future fit events, and biz community articles. Carmen Murray is CEO of Ouya Modern Marketing Services that empower businesses to deliver premium customer experiences, B2B, B2C, and B2B2C across all industries. Some of these services include research, CX strategy, persona development and customer journey mapping, CX audits, UX audits, and the connected marketer training in connected customer experiences, mobile, data management, and AI. You've been listening to another episode from the Solid Gold Podcast Studios.